Welcome to the Stronger Family, Stronger Church podcast. My name is Marcel Hall. Here's my beautiful and lovely wife, Karina. Hey, everybody. Now, we started this podcast because we wholeheartedly believe that if you have stronger families, you'll have a stronger church. So we aim with this podcast to equip parents of all ages with tips and resources to help you grow godly families. Today's topic, communication. Now, we all know no matter what the relationship is, parents, sibling, roommate, boss, spouse, whatever the case may be, communication is key. Now, we also know there are two forms of communication, verbal and nonverbal communication. We also want to suggest that there's a third form of communication, and that's unintended communication. Yes, unintended communication. Karina, what is unintended communication? Well, I found a formal definition, and it says meanings given off by an individual's body language through nonverbal leakage or unconsciously signified by their appearance, dress, or behavior, including whatever may be noticeable by its absence in a particular context. So basically, it just means what we communicate unintentionally, what we communicate through our silence, through our words, through our actions, through the absence of actions, and the kind of messages that we send through that. Let's give an example. So I'm from the 80s. So we go way back. Some of you can relate to this where we had house phones and you would get house calls. And sometimes you get house calls from telemarketers or sometimes friends and family members, whatever the case may be. And there was times when my mom, love my mom to death, but there was times when my mom would tell me and once I was answering the phone that she was not available or not home. Now, mind you, I'm looking at her. She's available and she's home. But I go, I try to be a good uh, son. I obey. I tell the person she's not available. She's not home, whatever the case may be. Now, what was the unintended communication? What it was communicated, unbeknownst to my mom, was it's okay to lie at times. When you don't feel like it, when it's convenient, when it behooves you, whatever the case may be, there are times it is justifiable to lie. Now, my mom wasn't intentionally trying to communicate this to me. No, but it was unintended communication. Now, I will say this. I don't blame my mom for any of my past lies or any temptation to lie today, but those things did contribute to it. Here is the key. We are called in Proverbs 22, verse 6, it reads, start children off in the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Now, here's a call, but here's also our desire is that we want our kids. We want to do a great job parenting and we want to set them up for lifelong spiritual success. And that's the goal here in mind, that when they're old, they will have their own faith and they won't turn from it. But our communication and what we intentionally and unintentionally communicate is vital. So when it comes to unintentional communication, that can affect our kids' faith, their view of God, their view of discipleship, their discipleship, and their character with our unintended communication. So let's talk about some areas and some ways in which we can do this. 
The first area we want to talk about is what we communicate through our participation in God's church. So we say that God and his church are important, but could we potentially be communicating something different to our children? Number one, schoolwork over ministry events or schoolwork while we are at church events a la a midweek service. What's communicated? Well, school is more important than God. That's what's being communicated. That's priority. Now, eventually, this will lead to work being more important than God or sports or leisure time. Whatever the case may be, those things are more important than God. We're not trying to communicate that, but it's unintended communication. Another one, being late or missing church events. What's communicated this time? Well, church, worship of God, the fellowship, all of those are not that important. Now, some of us were very, it's super important that we get to school on time. We're rushing to get to the movies on time, concerts, whatever the case may be. However, when we miss or relate to church, it communicates something. It communicates it's not that important. It's not important enough for us to be there on time or even to be early. Another area, when we have kids choose when they want to go to church events, what's communicated this time? Well, what's communicated is that you make decisions based on what you feel and what you like. That's what's being communicated. Decision making is based on what you feel and what you like, which can produce salad bar Christianity. What is salad bar Christianity? Well, salad bar. You go to salad bar, you pick and choose what you like, and you don't eat what you don't like. Me, I don't like croutons, I don't like croutons, so I, I stay away from that stuff. So, in the same way, when it comes to our faith, we pick and choose what we like, what's most convenient, what we feel like at that time. Now, we all know that a true disciple of Jesus doesn't have salad bar Christianity, but this is the unintended communication when we have our kids choose when they want to go based on what they like or what they feel. Yes, I think it's important that we realize that how we view and treat God and church does make a difference because we want to be teaching our kids a commitment to Christ and his body rather than commitment to entertainment, preference, or even self. And it's such a tricky thing to do because we can easily communicate the wrong message with our actions. And we want our children to see that God and his church, it's the family of believers and not just another block of time in our schedules. We want them to see that it's a way of life versus a weekly activity that we participate in. Another area, kids not involved in worship. When our kids are not involved in worship, what this communicates is that that's a parent thing or it's not a family thing or it doesn't mean that us, the kids or the youth, that we should engage in the worship of God. Now, I know we don't believe that, but when we just have them there but not be involved, then this communicates, you know what, this isn't for me. Worshiping of God isn't geared for me. I would just add that it's important to note that it's not just about how we involve our kids in the worship, but also how they see us worshiping. If they see us 
uninterested and unengaged, that communicates something as well. Okay, moving on to our next topic, we want to talk about the unintended messages we send by letting our child wear or do whatever they would like with their attire or body. And what we mean by this is allowing or purchasing attire that doesn't align with our values. What messages do we send with this? For example, t-shirts with inappropriate messages or attire that's too revealing. Now, you have a funny story about this, right? So, yeah, a little bit. When I was probably in about third grade, I remember my brother, my older brother, giving me a t-shirt that had a bad word in it. And it was supposed to be a funny t-shirt. And I remember just wearing it to school because to me, it just was a funny t-shirt. But my teacher didn't think it was so funny. And I don't remember all that happened after that, but I'm pretty sure the discussion centered around me not wearing that again to school. And so what do you think that communicated to you? Well, I'm not sure I remember all that it communicated, but I think ultimately it communicated that it was okay. It was okay to use that language and even funny. And so I think that's what we can do ourselves by being silent or by buying our kids the things that are inappropriate. It's We communicate that it's okay, that it doesn't It's not that big of a deal. So ultimately, the inappropriate is appropriate. Right. And I think a lot of times we can be uncomfortable around this topic. I think it definitely makes me uncomfortable even talking about this because we want to get it right as parents. And we don't want our kids to feel bad. We don't want our kids to feel mad at us or to feel like we're too strict or being prudish. And so we start feeling insecure about our views and are we just being old school or are we just being old fashioned? But I do think the spirit prompts us and we have to listen to the spirit. Ultimately, we want our kids to learn to express themselves in a way that aligns with your family's Christian values. Let's go with another one. Not following through with discipline. What's communicated this time? Well, There's no consequences for action. Now, we all know whether you're in the faith or you're outside the faith of Jesus Christ. There's no world in which we live in in which there are no consequences for poor choices. But when we don't follow through with discipline, then our kids start to understand that I will not suffer the consequences in life or in my faith because I've never received consequences that were promised or I was warned with. And so I know we don't want to communicate that, which will shortcut or undercut their faith, but also even their character development and even their success in life. Now, there are many other areas I'm sure we can talk about, but these are some of the common areas. So now the question is, well, what can we learn and and take away from unintended communication? Well, be careful what we communicate. Our decisions, our values, our actions all communicate louder than our words. And so we need to be very mindful and very careful about what we are communicating with our choices, our values, and our actions. 
because they all communicate things intentionally and unintentionally. I want to read a verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. The Apostle Paul says something that's so powerful and it's applicable to us as parents. He says in verse 9, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, sounds like parenting, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Paul is confident that what he has taught, what he has given, his integrity, his example is worthy of imitation and that he has communicated clearly and correctly and properly the will of God for our lives. As parents, we need to have the same confidence in our values, decisions, and actions that they are worthy of imitation and they are communicating properly the will of God and God's character and what it's like to live as a citizen in God's kingdom. So we have to be mindful and careful of what we communicate. We have to think long-term about how we're building faith and character in our kids. So what should we do and what can we do right after we finish this episode? Well, number one, don't freak out, but repent. Karina, what, what, can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, you don't need to overreact. You don't need to be down or question everything you've ever done. Simply identify the areas that God is putting on your heart that uh, need a different perspective or need different actions uh, to be taken. It reminds me of just recently, we noticed in our evening prayers with the kids, they just could not focus and they were all over the place. And I think we realized we had done that unintentionally. And there was a missing reverence for God because we had kind of just let the prayers go however they wanted and be in whatever part of the room that they wanted. And so they would be distracted or playing at the same time. And so it required us to just bring it to their attention and make the change. Number two, have necessary talks. So if you are married, you want to talk with your spouse and get on the same page and have an honest evaluation and review of decisions, values, culture, environment that's taking place in your home with your kids and being honest about it. And then making some choices, even to have conversations with our kids. There's nothing more memorable for a kid than a parent apologizing sincerely, but following it up with true repentance. We've been involved with youth ministry and students for over 20 years now. And it is so remarkable how students share about those times when they reflect upon the example their parents set when they changed and repented. I'm telling you, there's nothing that speaks louder. No family devotional that sticks with the kids than seeing their parents turn from uh, outside, being outside of God's will and now being aligned to God's will with their life, their teachings, and values. And so I want to encourage us with that. Number three, get help. Let's explain a little bit more about get help. Asking for advice getting advice from our peer parents, from 
kids that grew up in the church, people that have a great perspective, but especially from parents who have gone through it to get advice, get input, and to ask people, hey, what do you see in my parenting? Do you see anything I'm communicating that is unintentional that can actually have a negative impact upon my kids' faith? And then obviously, lastly, again, be mindful and careful of what we communicate. We all mess up as parents. God is the only perfect parent. So the goal is not perfection. But in the words of John and Karen Louie and their book, we can be good enough parents. Parents who honor God and who try our very best and faithfully instill faith into our kids. And so may we also be able to say this to our kids and may they also take the faith the same way Paul said to the church, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And so we want to give you also some questions for reflection, maybe discussion with a friend, spouse, whatever the case may be. And so we want to give you some questions. So here are some of the questions. Are there any areas in which you have had unintentional communication? What are or can the results be in your kids? What does it reveal about your heart, faith, and or convictions? And what's the next step for you? And we really want this to be successful for all of us here that are listening. And so we really want to call upon God right now in prayer and, and really ask for him to bless us as we evaluate, as we receive, and as we grow in our communication in parenting. So let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for your mercy and grace. I thank you for our kids. I thank you for the opportunity to be parents. And God, we pray right now, we, we want to be humble. We want to be honest. We want your spirit to uh, reveal truth. We want your spirit to convict in the areas which need to be brought out. And Father, we pray that we can humbly respond. We can humbly accept. And Father, we can joyfully rejoice in your grace, mercy, and patience with us and rejoice in the opportunity to grow and repent and to make changes and, and to grow and be better. And so, Father, I pray that every single soul that listens, Father, that you will bless them in their efforts to train and start their children off in the way to go in the faith. And God, I pray that we will be able to share with others what we are learning. And Father, your blessing will be upon our families and we will see us grow into the image of Christ and we will see our kids be set up for lifelong spiritual success. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to Stronger Families, Stronger Church podcast. We hope this episode will be a blessing to your family. If you want to get connected to us or want to donate to the program, click on the link on the podcast player or in the notes section. We also have a Facebook group of the same name, Stronger Family, Stronger Church, that you can join. Join us next time for our next episode of Stronger Family, Stronger Church.